we're Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from your Belinda, California for the, the Living Fearless Devotional. On <laughs> Sorry, we're a little out of sorts. You may have saw, saw me sticking my tongue out earlier <laughs> <laughs> on the broadcast early enough. Some of these funny faces I make it myself. Thank you all for joining us. Yes. Uh, you can find all of our content on resurrectministry.com, videos, articles, books, worship bands, Bible resources. Peruse the website, find something that interests you, send it to a friend, especially uh, my article this week is on um, how Christian kids leave the faith to join Islam and why. So, so good. if you want articles on that topic, I have blogged and written a bunch on that topic. So if you have somebody, a loved one that you're concerned about, please feel free to send them the article and tell them they're welcome to contact me directly. I'd love to hear from you. This article is um, fantastic. Aww. And it's uh, current. There was a, a person you were following that's a young woman. I, I am going to meet her with her mom next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. How old's the, the girl? 22, I think. Wow. And born in the church? You were saying she... Born and raised in the church, ministry, grandparents, everybody. All family are believers. And then turned to Islam. Turned to Islam. Wrapped up like a mummy, too. Not yeah. just Not just, hi, I think I'm going to believe in this for a little while, but... Totally mummified. <sighs> so sad that she feels oh, that she has to oh, do that. I forgot, an I forgot a point I need to bring up in the article, too. Oh. Hey, hi, Lisa ladies. Wood. Lisa. Hi, Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Lisa, did you see Hedia making a face on the screen? <laughs> 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 All right. Let's go to Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon for February 6th. And the reference is Ephesians 6.18. I had a little rough time reading through this one during the uh, pre-read. <laughs> so we'll see if we can get through it. Yeah, get it. Okay, here we go. I have faith in you. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> Pray and always keep on praying. Amen. Charles Spurgeon says, What a great number of prayers we have uttered since the first moment we learned to pray. Our very first prayer was one, of our, one for ourselves, asking God to have mercy upon us and to blot out our sin. Of course, he heard that prayer, but once he had blotted out our sins like a cloud, we had more prayers for ourselves. We have prayed for sanctifying grace, for the grace of self-control, for a renewed sense of assurance of faith, for God's promises to be applied to our lives, for deliverance in times of temptation. Oh, yes. For power during times of spiritual warfare and for help and relief during times of trial. We have been compelled to go to God as beggars for our soul's needs, constantly asking for everything. Dear children of God, 
testify to the fact that you have never been able to get anything for your souls except from him. All the bread your soul has eaten has come down to you from heaven. And all the spiritual water it has enjoyed has flowed from the living rock, Christ Jesus, the Lord. Your soul has never grown rich by itself, but has always been dependent upon the daily bounty of God. As a result, your prayers have risen to heaven for a range of spiritual blessings that is all but infinite. Your wants were beyond being counted, yet God's supplies are infinitely vast. Your prayers have been as varied as his blessings have been, countless. Don't you then have reason to say, I love the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. For although your prayers have been numerous, so have God's answers to them been great as well? He has heard you in the day of trouble, and he has strengthened you and helped you even when you have dishonored him by trembling and doubting, doubting before his mercy seat. Remember that and let it fill your heart with your gratitude to God, who has graciously heard your poor, weak prayers. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Beautiful. Can you uh, translate? Unlike <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, you mean? Yes, yes. I, I, I understand that we're to pray endlessly. Right. But it, there's a bit of it that sounds like, you know, you, you kind of pray for a lot of stuff that you should just already accept. That's what it sounds like to me. Like he, he, he gives you, you know, he tells you to be fearless because he's with you. Right. He tells you to be strong and to, you know, push away temptation, but yet you have to pray for it anyway. It, it, I mean, to me, it sounded like, like you should just fend off temptation. You shouldn't have to pray for it. That's what okay. it sounded like to me. I did not, I didn't really get that. Oh, really? I, I got what he's, he's reaffirming for us that we can get nothing outside of the Lord mm-hmm. and what we get from him, it comes through prayer and even things we haven't prayed for, he gives and gives without measure. So, you know, yeah, we prayed for salvation and that came first, but, and, you know, and forgiveness of sins, but all these other amazing gifts of grace and consistency and help in the time of trouble come without measure. Hmm. It doesn't, tr- it doesn't trickle down. It, it comes without measure in, in just magnanimous and gigantic proportions. And so he's saying that, remember, remember the, remember that flow be grateful for that flow. And I'll tell you, I'll give you context because since I came out of Islam, prayers in Islam were very rudimentary in the sense that they were just robotic. Mm-hmm. You prayed because you were supposed to, you prayed God to forgive you. You asked for forgiveness when you did something wrong, but you're just like holding your hands. You don't hear anything. You don't feel anything. So after a while it became something like, you know, you did because you had to, and you were praying five times a day. Like a chore. It was a chore. Um, it was a responsibility. Like brushing your teeth. This is what we do. We wash, we pray, and we hold up our hands. And we, you know, because remember the first half of the prayer was in a language we don't, most of us don't speak. It was in Arabic. It has to be in Arabic. So you don't understand most of what you're saying. Because uh, it, <laughs> it's in a foreign Because language. Muslims believe that God doesn't, be doesn't understand English. 
Well, the formality <laughs> of the prayer is it's very much like a Latin service. Uh, like Catholics. Yeah. yeah. And it has to be in the original language. So when I came to Christ, um, I would never forget one of our first um, like Bible study groups and stuff. They're like, okay, let's pray. Who needs prayer? And I thought to myself, what a silly thing. We're going to pray in a group. I had no concept of the power of prayer in Christ. No one <laughs> ever taught me that. So I went to my mentor. I was like, what is this with all the praying? And she's like, well, because we really believe that God hears us. Remember, you have the, the Holy Spirit and you believe that he's listening. And that you have this direct communication took on a completely different meaning after that, you know, like you really start to realize that, wow, I pray this and it happens. I pray for peace and I get it. I pray for self-control and I get it. Mm. You know, I, I pray for, you know, consistency and relief in a time of trouble and I get it. And it becomes so much more powerful. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. This is actually a weapon against the enemy. It's powerful. And I and I mm. had no concept of that in a in the religion of Islam. It just doesn't exist. When somebody, um, as we've experienced with some of our friends, when somebody's sick or dealing with something that's really bothering them and they just can't seem to shake it, uh, in Islam, would they call prayer circle or no anything, nothing like that would happen no oh. you just die i mean well no i mean you do the thing that non-believers do which is oh god oh help me please get me out of here you know what i mean like you you pray those dramatic drastic prayers mm. but, but you do it yeah nobody they don't call like hey we need to pray for hedia so mm. occasionally, but the like the average imam in a mosque wouldn't do this, but occasionally when there were spiritual masters, you may, if you knew one and believed in them, would call one of those. But because the concept of no intermediary is so strong and strict in Islam, you, you were afraid to call anybody to pray over you because that just wasn't part of the belief system. Mm. So God was going to do what he was going to do and you just prayed for mercy. It wasn't this two-way communication that we have with Jesus and the Holy Spirit where you're like, Holy Spirit, I can't make it through this without you. Can you help me? And he sends these supernatural resources to you. Mm. Like Christians wouldn't be praying so much if they didn't feel the response. We pray because there's an answer. Right. You know, and God promises an answer. So it's a, it's a completely different paradigm. And so I think what Spurgeon's doing here is reminding us that – you get things you don't even pray for. I mean, just the the list that Jim goes through at the end is, is, is there's this huge amount of blessings that he showers on his sons and daughters. And just being a son or a daughter is the blessing. But know that everything you eat comes from him, from heaven, down to you. Even the bread you eat. And it all flows from the living rock, Christ Jesus, our Lord. Your soul has never grown rich by itself, but it is dependent on the daily bounty of God. He just wants us to understand that every breath we take and everything we have in this world is by the grace and mercy of our Lord. Mm. And you appreciate that more the more you feel the power of prayer. I had a wonderful experience with a sister of ours that, you know, a sister in Christ 
um, where she wanted, you know, to talk and to pray. And I felt so much better after, like, I never, I never regret. It's, it's always like, you don't realize how much of a blessing it is. And then every time after you do it, you're like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> you feel so much better. Whatever heaviness is on you is lifted because you went to the throne of God and you asked, you asked for mercy, you asked for peace, you asked for joy, and he gives it without measure. Wow. That's true. Right? By the way, the, the few moments that I do it, <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I go, why don't I do this more often? Right? Every time. Every, every time. time. Every time. It's like a trick of the enemy. He's like, ah, you don't need to pray. You just go, go do what you got to do. You'll be you know, there is this one incident um, that I've been really thinking about a lot lately. Um, is that we are at one of our groups. It's not, it wouldn't be good if I said which one, okay. but where had the opportunity to, to go, to move to a room where we would sat with just a few of us. And one of the people there shared, um, you know, their, what, what's been going on in his life and what's been going on with, you know, his family and the difficulties that he's had and some of the things that happened when he was a child that is that were not good. Um, and, I, and I left a little bit of feeling that I think that he was trying to unburden himself of some of his sin during that time. And I, and I remember having this conversation with him, you know, and, and bringing some things to his attention about my history and about things that I knew. So I was able to share um, some things that I, I hope were able to re relieve him of, of maybe some guilt and maybe the, the thought that he could move forward and not wallow in the guilt of maybe what not only he had done, but what he had been through. Because sometimes you get attacked and you feel guilty right like a like a woman who's been raped right. you know um she's the victim but yet she feels guilty from 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 the attack um unfortunately he passed not not too long ago right and so i remember after that there was this weirdness about it that i was like oh i hope i hope what i said maybe changed the trajectory of his life and so it was Interesting that when I found out that he was sick, that now is thinking, oh, you know, why? Like, why did he, why did he Terminally get sick? sick? Terminally sick. And so I was going back and forth, like, and I and I and I want to say this, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it so that it sounds like that I'm thinking that he was being punished. But is there, you know, there was this thought that I had. Oh man, is he? Did he get this cancer, the sickness? because of what he may have done or was he going to get it anyway? But thank God, but that. thank God we had the opportunity to maybe bring him closer to God. And, and I've settled on that because I, I think that that's the goodness of God. I, I, I believe that that was the opportunity I truly to bring him closer and give him a closer relationship with God. You I know truly believe saying? he needed to get right with God before he passed. Mm. And that was the vehicle by which they did it. What's interesting is that it, that happened before I think he knew that he was going to. The next week he found out. Yeah, it was like a week later. Yeah. Yeah. So how interesting that. But, and so 
And there's two reasons why I bring that up. One, he passed it, away. Uh, Kate, Kate Zaski, he passed away. Yeah. Um, and he was young. He was 25. Yeah, very young. Is that when God calls you to a room, do not hesitate. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Moral of the day. <laughs> Lesson of the day. When because, God calls you anywhere, do right? not hesitate. And, because he can, I mean, because he wants to use you and he's saying, go and, and you need, there's something that you have that needs to be shared or, you know, yes. and sometimes it could be just the prayer, maybe just the hands on the, on the back of the shoulder Absolutely. and eyes closed and praying along, or it could be your testimony. It could be something to be said because that's where I've settled now is that boy, boy am I happy? I did not, not go right. because my tendency is not to go. Yes. I don't know why I chicken out all the time, but my tendency not to go. But on that day, with somebody, and I didn't know him before that. And it's, it's crazy the amount of, of stuff that we talked about during that period of time. It was about an hour that we were in that room together. Um, but yeah, so my message to the uh, people listening is that you, you, you're going to fill these prompties. And you remember the time that I did not listen to God was this woman who was in despair. And I just walked past her. And then I've been, I, I, I'll never forget it. You know, but um, who knows what would happen then? You know, what, what could have, how I could have been used then. <laughs> I don't think your prayers killed him, though. I don't think, no, I don't think so either. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. I was thinking, I was just thinking, I first of my thought was why. And I go, and then I, I learned to not ask why. Yes. That these are the things that happen in life. Yes. We get sick, we die. We hit by a car, we die. We, uh, you know, we think we're all, everything's fantastic. And then a piano falls out of a window <laughs> and lands on top of you. <laughs> but the important part was not to focus on that. I did for a little while. But the, the, the most important part, now that it brings me to this, now that I have something, thank you, um, was that prayer uh, just needs to be done by you. And you need to, 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 to be comfortable in that. But also when God calls you to, to pray for Perfect. somebody. Uh, and share with somebody because there's always there's always something in it for the person who's praying mm -hmm. always and that's the gift of being used by god yeah and he'll show you something beautiful always there's something beautiful and something so powerful um for both people or for the entire group that's involved you know like when we prayed mm -hmm. over our friend and she got a clear bill of health and you know, we've been praying for one of our other friends who had a breakthrough the other night. I mean, I just hit the ground and was just in tears for that breakthrough. We were struggling for weeks, you know, and just the fact that they had a breakthrough was just, oh, it meant the world to me. It, it's, I mean, we, we know that God is real and we know he's listening and we know he's present. But every time he shows up and shows himself, we just, we just mm. are overjoyed. We can't help, but it feels new every time. You're right. I, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm hoping when he went into the hospital that he went in like like how I felt when I went into the hospital. Like, he, God's got this. One way or another. Yes. Did I gain? I think he had come to terms with yeah. it from what they described. Yeah. Well, it happened fast. It happened fast. It was like it a week later that then... We didn't, that wasn't even and, on the table. And that was like three, four months ago. 
pastor very, very quickly. Yeah, very And fast. I think he knew because he said he prayed for God to lift it, to cure him, and God told him no. The oh. first time he prayed after his diagnosis, God uh, told oh, him yeah, no, so he that, was not going to yeah. cure him. Wow. All right, where are we at in the comments? I'll let you handle that because, you know, that's so, your job. So after we said hello to everybody, um, Lisa's asking us to speak for a friend, Darcy, that has COVID. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, we definitely pray for her um, before we leave. And Kate's saying, good day, good day, Kate. And Carrie's saying, God says he knows what we have need of, but wants us to ask anyways. My daughter used to think if I did it for her without her asking, she did not need to be grateful saying, I never asked you. Oh, kids, they can be so mean sometimes. <laughs> no gratitude forthcoming. Right. I bet you she's grateful now. Uh, Kate says, amen. And uh, Lisa says, prayer for me is like talking to God all day long. I, mm -hmm. I agree. And I pray specifically to God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit differently. It's a two-way conversation. I don't go to the walls. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I talk to God because he truly loves me. And so uh, I know I can always trust him. This is also Lisa again for our podcast listeners. I also more, more now than ever, M-N-O-W, that other people's prayer got me through deep valleys of struggle. Amen. Mm -hmm. And every good thing comes from above. God can use even a tragedy and a sickness for good. Yes. So, so many people have experienced God's grace, even in the most difficult of sicknesses. And uh, Lisa's agreeing with Hannah. And then she says before, she, uh, Lisa saying before she was born again, she was always asking why. And it's been such a blessing not to ask anymore. <laughs> I yeah. absolutely. It really is just to have the peace of God being in control. And she says, that's true, Hedia, because when I'm praying with a group or another person, it's like worshiping God um, all together. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Anna says, we are surprised by God's goodness every time. We are undeserving. Yes. yes. Yeah. So um, did you have a separate thought from the devotional? We, we, you just, we just jumped into what I was asking. Oh. I asked you to explain it. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about what I explained. Oh, okay. My previous experience with prayer, just not understand. It was just worthless, you know? So just having this experience um, as a believer is it's beautiful, priceless. Nothing like it in the world. Very cool. How about uh, the scripture for today? Yeah. Okay. Ephesians 6.18. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Be alert. That's what you were describing, being conscious of people that are struggling. And mm -hmm. when the Lord's calling you to pray for someone or to just be available. So important. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 28.6. Praise be to the Lord for he has heard my cry for mercy. Psalm 50.15. And call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? We pray he delivers us and we honor him with mm. that because we're just so grateful for his response. And Exodus 25, 17. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half in length and a cubit and a half in the breadth thereof. The dimensions in Exodus and Deuteronomy and Leviticus of the mercy seat and the tabernacle and even the clothing of the priests were so 
unbelievably detailed. It was just, it's really interesting um, to understand it. And actually I've, I've started, I've always had this curiosity about angels and demons. And we took that class from Chris Ward, which was awesome, but I'm listening to this guy, Michael Heisner wrote the book, the unseen realm, very, very famous scholar. He's a scholar in residence for Logos software, uh, really a deep, deep thinker. And he just gives this whole spiritual world backstory to the Bible, God's love story with humanity that has got me thinking in completely new ways. And that's his tagline for the book. He says, if you, once you read this book, you will never read your Bible the same way again. Mm. I mean, he just points to passages and I look at them and I'm like, Oh, I don't. <laughs> um, it's just, it's amazing. There's so much depth to uh, what God is trying to relate to us to the, through the Bible that um I don't think we'll ever understand all of it until we get to heaven. And ask him ourselves. Or it's downloaded directly. Download, really? I believe that our just our capacities, when we are in our um, perfected bodies, we just, the incorruptible being, we will just know. Mm. Thank God. Right? We give, he'll give me a, finally a memory to memorize stuff? You, you won't have to. It'll just be in your consciousness. Not a glorious thought. Yeah. <laughs> Can't remember my kids' and birthdays. We'll be able to eat as much as we want, and I get that. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to weigh yourself every day nope. like, like you do now. Um the um Jim Jim's commentary. Uh, when I read that. Yeah. He has, really he has some book. scripture in there, yeah. Our Lord is a generous God indeed, never stingily doling out his blessings little by little, or withholding his great blessings for later. No. He lavishes his blessings on his children. Consider the many gifts he's lavished on us in just the two following verses. So Ephesians, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. In 1 John 3, 1, how great is the love of the Father that has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. It's a great title. Yep. Redemption, forgiveness, grace, wisdom, understanding, and love has all been lavished on us. After all, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how he will not also, along with him, graciously give us all things. And his prayer at the end is, Lord, thank you for your son and for all the blessings that come from being in him. May my heart be filled with gratitude as I consider your generosity. Mm. That was good. Beautiful, right? Uh, any comments come in while we were off screen there? Let's see. Uh, Hannah saying, P.S., she's survived the 30 below. Thank wow. God. Wow. Good yeah. to hear it. It was so cold. I saw that weather, weather reports from the East Coast. And Kate says, prayer changes the battle. The battle is still there, but prayer raises one above the battle. Yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> Cindy says, my youth group have had some prayers answered and the teen's faith is growing. They're so sweet and in awe of God. Mm. That's beautiful to witness. That's, it's just, it's so great to have that, um, the immediacy of that reaction. And they say that's very common for new believers. So I'm hoping mine will never end. But yeah. just, the, <laughs> just the, the way in which God pulls us in closer. 
And so he's saying, I prayed and missed the answer, but a child noticed and brought the answer to my attention. (laughs) Oh, nice. And Hannah says, once you've been to Israel, you will never read the Bible the same way. Opening. Understanding. Uh, uh, The same way. Opening was understanding. Yes. Yes. That's what I get. That's what everybody (laughs) I I, um, have talked to said, that the Bible just comes alive. Mm. I had many opportunities to go to Israel as a Muslim, and it never came to pass. Uh, And I'm so grateful for that because I definitely want to go as a believer. I think that's a completely different experience. For sure. I was just reading um, as a portion of Jack's message on Sunday, which was awesome. Of yes. course. Um, but this part of it, this part, and it may not, it, to me, it jumps out and it, it's, it's, it's really, I don't know, I want to say important. It's important to me <laughs> because I think, this is, I think this is proof that he watches our devotion uh-huh. and he writes down almost every word that I say. Right. Because uh, it seems like, it seems like every time he'd say he, he it's preaches. The same station. Oh. Because remember the other day when I was talking about how my life, I was talking to the atheists that were on our show. show. I was saying, you know, that prior, even as a Christian, a religious Christian, um, I didn't feel what I feel now as a godly man. My life is fantastic. I mean, man, we got teenagers. So you're thinking, how fantastic can it be if you have teenagers? No, even with the teenagers, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, and the relationship we have is different. It's it's never. I've had a lot of relationships. I, yes, you I, have. I have. <laughs> and none of them have been like this. When you have God in a relationship, it's when you have God in your life. When you have God in relationships. When you have God in your in your parenting. Yes. It's, oh, it's, a, it's, 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 it's so different. And then, so this portion, and again, it's going to may not make sense to any of you, but it's like, it, these are were some of my words. Go for it. And he, he says, and this is start, of course, this started like in the middle of what of his message, he says, and then you become a Christian, a real one. Not you get your card stamped. I'm talking about you really come to faith in Christ. You actually meet Jesus. Amen. That's my, that's my story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and you wake up to the realization what's going on here. I know I'm alive. It's obvious I know this, but I'm not more alive now than, I am more alive. Oh, I, but I'm more alive now than even before. That's what I was saying. But it, but it seems as though it's getting crowded inside of me <laughs> that it's not only me uh, talking like I used to. There's also a new voice inside of me. What's happening to me? And that's exactly what God said he would do. He would move into your life by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as Paul begins to speak to us here in Romans chapter, oh, I'm sorry, I cut it off too. That's an extra sentence. So, but the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, and now it's in. crowded. Yes. Yes. Uh, 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 it, Until that, he crowds everybody else out. Yeah, he said it much we better than I did, but that's what I was saying. Yes. He just like rearranged my words. So you don't believe that he watches our devotion? No. Oh. Hannah says, what's with, the, what's with the us not blowing away these balloons before they went over America? Oh, Are no. You Are you trying to distract me again? Don't distract Andy on this topic. 
we Canadians are useless with a gun. It's not about the gun. It's, <laughs> it's not about the balloon. Every kind of ra- rational explanation I try to provide Andy, he's just not having it. What? What? Well, there was explosives inside, so they couldn't just, like I said, blow it up over. <sighs> it was explosives Texas. to destroy the 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 payload, not like blow us up. No, but if you blow up something over a major city that's got explosive in it, there's all kinds of debris that come crashing down from sixty thousand feet. Oh my gosh! Around can I've been to Canada and I've been to Montana. There is so much room in space. You're telling me. Remember, I told you about Elon Musk. He he launches a rocket that separates. The, the rocket that launched the, the capsule up into the sky comes down and lands on a platform the size of a, of a, of a, of a postal stamp. <laughs> You're telling me that they couldn't triangulate where they were going to hit the balloon to where it would land and not hit anything based on the air, the wind and the air currents. We, we do this kind of stuff every okay. single I, I could just day you, in dc there is that executive security briefing every day and every department and every agency head is present and i could see a whole bunch of hand wringing over the diplomatic ramifications the economic ramifications the military ramifications, mm-hmm. and everybody just sits around going well if we did this then this will happen but if we do this then maybe that'll happen and what would they do in response and are we prepared for a response what if this ha- i mean there's that's the great thing. That's why. That's why. That's the great thing about Trump. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't hand ring. He's not a hand ringer. No. He said, "Blow the thing out of the sky. Find a spot. Blow it up." Yeah. But he would have blown it up over the uh, the ocean, uh, the Pacific Ocean, not the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. It, it, they knew that it was there. They knew it was coming. They could have blew it up at any time. <laughs> okay. Like Tucker was saying, is that international? They waited. They didn't want to go into international waters. They just flew a balloon over our country, and you're worried whether you're going to blow it up in international. It's, uh, it's a balloon. Oh, whose fault is this? Who brought this up, Hannah? <laughs> hey, I'm suspended for two months. You know why I'm suspended suspended up for two months on on Facebook? Do you know why? For showing the president's son in his underwear, hanging from the balloons. It's the same thing <laughs> you were suspended for last time. Why is it always Hunter Biden? <laughs> Who, who's protecting Hunter Biden? He's uh, simply in his underwear. You know how many kids are pictured in their underwear on Facebook every day? Maybe but they're not the president. millions. Girl, I see girls in their underwear that shouldn't be photographed in their underwear. And nobody gets suspended for doing that. Kate has a question about teenagers. Sorry, guys. As a comment. It's be, it'll be nice if teenagers had a sleep button and then you just listen and watch for a couple of years. Then a common sense button right. for another year before being released into the world. It would be so nice. Oh. Maybe when they think of those robots that they're creating with AI, they can uh, they can think of a solution. <laughs> and Carrie's like, do you not see the huge joy flowing out of you, Andy? Yes. <sighs> yes. This yeah. is You should have seen this day I had yesterday. You would go, oh, my gosh, how can you be so happy? Yeah, he was very, very calm in the midst of our storm. Our 14-year-old storm. That's how I'm going to rename her. Um, yeah, her name is Stormy. No, that's like Stormy Daniels. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to call her Stormy. Uh, I forgot about Stormy Daniels. <laughs> okay, can we erase that part? Can yeah. we edit that part out? This podcast is filling up our heart and soul like eating too much on Thanksgiving Day. Sorry, we digressed. I hope you Sorry. <laughs> she now she feels like she has a stomach ache. So where did this? Hannah made this uh, take a different turn. Uh, Who knew yes, Hannah? They were tracking it from China. Lots of ocean. Yes, yes. Yes. Thank you, Hannah. You're the only reasonable person. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we all have balloon mania. It's 
nuts. Yeah, suspended for two months from going two months uh, from going. Uh, I can't go live on Facebook for two months because I posted a picture of Hunter Biden hanging from a from a balloon, a bunch of balloons. Oh, what can we do? And I it was another post. Like, it wasn't even my post. Well, last time you got it for the uh, Babylon Bee. Yeah, Babylon Bee. Yeah. Well, they don't like the Babylon Bee. But it's, it's not my... I, I was just sharing what they wrote. Yeah, well, you can't. You're propagating disinformation. Now I, ha now I know. Hunter Biden is fact-checked. He was not <laughs> hanging from that balloon. <laughs> they just have no sense of you. Nothing's, you know, no, you can't post funny. No. Funny's not allowed. Money is, money is dead. You know, is it possible that when the whole, when the uh, the Holy Spirit uh, came inside you and dwelled inside you, that He gifted you with a sense of humor? Because you've been so funny lately. <laughs> I definitely did not have holy laughter. Remember, <laughs> Sam keeps talking about holy laughter. I definitely was not funny. I think what happened is he's made me lighthearted. <laughs> he's turned my heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Wow. Because just a minute ago, I told her, I said, man, you're the greatest wife ever. <laughs> and you said, see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> All right. Carrie see, says. Carrie says her husband agrees with me and she agrees with you. On right. The balloon. <laughs> well, you need to get rid of that husband. I can't say, will you stop? Kate yes, says, you know har, har I love it. Worth the suspension. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I would show yeah, you a picture of it. Learned. But it was, how, how was I supposed to? That was so darn funny. Yeah, well. It was hysterical. The payload was Hunter. It was a bunch of red, white, and blue, green, and yellow balloons. <laughs> and he was hanging from it in his underwear. <laughs> Poor guy. He's never going to live that down. <laughs> Poor guy. That guy's made millions off his dad. Poor guy. Yeah. He was just living right down the street in Malibu at a house. Is he? He was. It was like something, I forget what it was. It was $20,000 a day or $20,000 a month oh, rent. Be more than that. Oh, probably $34,000 a month. And the Secret Service had to have a house right next door at another $34,000 wow. to watch him. Corruption. And then they want to lift the death ceiling. And he's, but, say, but no, he says he's broke. He can't, can't on our debt. he can't pay his mama, baby, baby mama, uh, you know, child support. That's terrible. Because he says he's broke. But he's living in a house in Malibu with $34 million. He's and you're saying poor hunter? <laughs> That's not a poor hunter. You okay? Take a deep breath. <sighs> <laughs> Between yesterday and today. The news. Oh, my gosh. Look up for your redemption draws near, folks. <laughs> if you didn't get to see Jack Hibbs, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs' message at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills yesterday, um, go on YouTube and uh, put Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in and uh, look for his message from yesterday. Am it, I me? Am I me? Think? Yeah. It was, uh, it was really good. He spent some time talking about the balloon. And then... I didn't think that, you know, after that, that the message would be, I think, you know, it always has to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be, it was awesome. I mean, just, yes. it was really, it was an amazing message. It was awesome. Uh, Hannah says. That man is a great example of how not to be a man. <laughs> She's referring to Hunter. 
Yes, yes. For all, all of you who didn't know that on the podcast. Hannah's the best. But, yeah, she's, she's definitely a, a, yeah. a similar thinker. <laughs> yeah, Carrie says it. It was ma- awesome. It was really good. Uh, what message? We were at second service, so I'm not sure if third or first was any different, but second oh, service no. was really good. All right. Anything else, Schnooks? I think you've been carrying on for 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got it. You want to give a little bit of preview of what your um, article says? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was, so there's all these interesting studies about why kids leave the church. Um, and it ranges from it's boring. It's not relevant. It doesn't agree with my values. But I wanted to write from the perspective of a former Muslim because I have, of course, it's not a scientific study, it's anecdotal, but I have uh, a, a number of families that I have spoken to whose kids were going, uh, who had already converted or were considering converting, and I've spoken to some of the girls themselves. And then I found this channel where these girls give their testimony, and I listened to an obscene number of those videos. And... And I did it because I just wanted to be able to consolidate it into an article and maybe even more articles about what what is causing these kids to leave. Um, and I think and I and I think it's important because sometimes um, the reasons they leave for Islam are very different than what these studies are analyzing. They're not studying leaving for a particular religion. So um, I kind of outlined those and what I forgot to put in so far, which I have to go back and put in was the things that we should not do because by listening to these girls' stories, Mm. what I did realize is some of the things that they're struggling with and the reactions that family had that were not helpful. For example, one was, okay, so they dress really weird to most Christian families now that they're all um, Muslim and wrapped up. And so one of them, their grandmother said, you know, you look ridiculous in that outfit. Can you just come back to Christ? But in a very, um, in a mocking and insulting tone. And so she talked about how upsetting that was for her. And I realized that, yeah, that's, though you may think it and feel it and know it, um, that's probably not the best approach. Um, because remember, what we're trying to bring them back to is a religion that's founded on love and grace and mercy. And especially once they've already made that decision. So this one particular girl is struggling tremendously with not fitting in. She's done a number of videos on how she doesn't fit into any culture anymore because she's not accepted by the Arabs and the Pakistanis because those um, communities will never give if they're traditional, they will not give their sons in marriage to a white girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't fit in in her own culture anymore. And so there's all there's these tremendous feelings of loneliness. And so when you take that together with the grace and love that the principles that the Lord teaches us, that the it's seeming that the best approach would be to love them back to Jesus. So instead of saying, you know, mocking why they're dressed up like that, say, you know, can you explain to me why Islam wants the women to dress that way? Like get them to explain and question why they think God would demand that Mm. of them. And then get a chance to be like, oh, so how's your prayer life? Are you praying to Allah? What is that like? Do you hear anything? Like basically trying to win them back with the, the majesty and the truth of the gospel 
but in a really loving way. Be prepared to defend your faith for those who ask, but do so kindly and justly. Mm. Mm. So that's what it's about. That's awesome. It's a really good article. That's Thursday. Thursday. Christian Post. Christian. I want to tell you about a tool, too, that I um, uh, found a few, uh, maybe it's been a few months now, um, and I keep forgetting to tell you guys about it. Uh, oh, Kate says that she's, uh, it, it was, was so good. Uh, the Pastor Jack. Yeah. She watched it twice and passed it around <laughs> to her friends. That's good. Um, it's called Enduring Word, and it's a great tool to uh, get commentary on, on the verses. And um, yeah, I had actually never seen it before. So as you, awesome. um, oh, I could share the screen here really quick, just really fast. I'll show you. Uh, there it is. Share screen. There's. <laughs> they, they moved the. Uh... So if you scroll down here where it says these little arrows pointing to the enduring word Bible commentary, you, of course, you can read the rest of what it says here. But you just Is click on here. Oh, I thought I put it. I thought I clicked on it. Oh, I thought I did. Sorry. Um, right there, it says enduring word with the arrows. You just click on that and it'll take you down to the bottom. That's where these, the Bibles, the uh, Old uh, Testament, the New Testament, find the uh, book that you want to read uh, commentary on. So you go to Job and it'll go through and give you commentary underneath the, the, the pieces of different parts of the scripture and the, and the verses. And he does quite a good job. Uh, sometimes a really a lot of, commentary and then some just a little short commentary but it's a really great tool i think you guys will enjoy it so go ahead and check that out um oh look at that lisa kind oh. that's a good word that's a good word <laughs> idea the article sounds wonderful thank you yes and lisa says hey his wisdom always blesses me me too oh. that's why i married her <laughs> thank you <laughs> i needed i needed her commentary um and uh, we have Darcy to pray for. Yes. With COVID. And, uh, and you have a connection with uh, Syria. Don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got stuck there. Turkey you could still Syria. be in Syria. Oh, goodness gracious. Thank God I'm not. Uh, so let's pray. Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for your words, sharper than any two-edged sword that cuts between bone and marrow and soul and spirit. May it dwell deep inside our hearts and be um, there when we need it, Lord, for comforting, for reproving, for exhorting, uh, to help those around us and to just, to just be the source of goodness in our lives for not only ourselves and our families, but to those around us. And Lord, as people struggle so mightily with sickness and difficulty and you just instances of your wrath on the earth, Lord, we ask for um, healing for Darcy as she recovers from COVID. And we ask for reprieve for the citizens of Turkey and Syria and your innocent civilians that have been crushed by um, this earthquake. And we hope that they uh, not only are healed, but they have miraculous encounters with you, Lord, because we know you move uh, in miraculous ways and that this may be an opportunity for them to cry out to God and to see your face. That's our wish and that's our prayer for them and that they have ease and comfort for their families that are missing, those that are around the world waiting to see if their loved ones have survived. May you bring them peace in their lives as well, Lord. Uh, most of all, we pray that we know that you want none to perish and that 
we pray that everybody that we love and that we know in our towns and our cities, our nation, our country, in the countries of the world that will come to know you, that will come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you. We honor you and we worship you. And we're so grateful for all the gifts that you give us, Lord. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, love. My pleasure. All right. Thank uh, you all for joining yeah. us. See you again soon. Don't forget to go to the Edify app. And don't forget to go to the Edify app. E-D-I-F-I Oh, and don't forget to like and share and subscribe to this message, to the YouTube channel. It's a, a great help to us. Yes, faux show. All right, my friends, we love you. God, God bless. bless.